All right, I, I don't got time to mark this motherfucker. Here we go again. We can't hear anybody. Nobody can talk to anybody. Guest at Presh Points with your two favorite hosts. I'm D, and this is my cute little monkey, AJ. We're coming at you at Season 5, Episode 6, Queen of the Amazon. It's finally not a two-parter this week, so find us on Instagram and Twitter at Points of Pressure. Let's get to it, cutie pies. Well, turn the fucking thing off, you dumbass. You just missed it. I know. I do. Just missed the cue. Someday. Someday, someday I'll get someday, it. Like, someday. Perfectly. And then at that point, we'll take off and you know, no, we'll get a million downloads. No, I'll die in that episode. <laughs> well, that's why we'll happen. get a million yeah. downloads, because it'll just be a solo You'll, show with I'll, me on I'll it. I'll finally be gone, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, welcome back. It's uh, fucking Monday for you guys. Happy Valentine's Day. Oh, yeah. Shit. God, I really could have taken an opportunity on this one. But uh, you really could have really fucked this up. Oh well, that's okay. Ah, uh, we should have done love stories. I know. We should have done all the times uh, Republican candidates got caught loving little boys. Yeah, but <laughs> sorry. Then, then we would have been giving into the consumerism idea of Valentine's Day. So yeah, no thanks. I'm good. Yeah, you're good. Yeah. Uh. I'd rather just show my love and appreciation for those that I care about. You know, not. The other 365 yeah. days out I'll of the year. I'll do it one day. I'll just internalize it and hope that they realize that I care about them rather than actually sharing it. I also internalize year. everything. My head's, headphones sound really weird. I think, okay, they're, I, I think it's like not plugged in or I don't know. Sorry, keep going. Okay. Yeah, you're good. I'll, I'll figure it out. So, uh, yeah, we're back this week and um, did my notes just a minute ago while AJ <laughs> of fucking- course you did. Uh, spit roasted me about my dieting habits so that was for a nutrition class nothing like going uh going into an episode with real confidence after having my (laughs) after having to tell him my my real weight and being honest about what i ate at work on thursday spoiler alert none of it was vegetables (laughs) (laughs) yeah you you can't count a philly cheesesteak as a vegetable (laughs) d Oh, so yeah. How how's your week been? Oh, god, a horrible. Yeah. Well, I've I've had a lot of a lot of homework that I haven't been doing. Um, you know, gen- general, just my kidneys are shutting down because of two things: the amount of <laughs> coffee I drink in a day. Well, three things: the lack of sleep that I get, and how much i've just i'm just sitting here clenching yeah. thinking about this paper i have to write Jeez, by wednesday it's... and like Ugh! but it's fine also we talked about stickers on the first episode right uh, something like that a while back yeah so they're they're they got produced they're being shipped they're on the Should way be here baby. soon i'm setting up as we'll... soon as they're here we're gonna do some stuff yeah we're we'll gonna get, get, some we'll get a post out there we'll show them off and if you want some, yeah. we'll we'll set it up so that everybody who wants one can get, can some. get some. But you have to whore us out to your friends. Yeah. No, you don't have to do that. You you have to <laughs> whore us out before we send it. We need we need <laughs> we need evidence. proof of whoring. And if our numbers don't go up, you don't get anything. We'll take them back. Yeah. Because we'll know your address. Yeah. They they'll be set up with little fucking 
igni- ignition switches on the back, so you'll stick it to something, and you're like, oh, I just decorated my house with my great new pressure point sticker. Well, guess what? You didn't share our shit and tell your friends. Ignition switch, pop, everything it's connected to, burned. Oh. <laughs> oh, burned to the ground. I don't give a fuck who you are. Except I would probably do it to my own on accident, and my car just explodes. Yeah. Son of a bitch. But, but yeah. Yeah, it'll be fun. We're going to set up, like, a mail forwarding so that we can set up and ship shit out and accept things if yeah. if you want to send us stuff and make it hopefully easier than the absolute oh, hell God. that Nordic Thunder had to yeah, get really to ship us stuff. I still feel so bad about how horrible U.S. Customs is. <laughs> so, well. you know. Be on the lookout for that. We'll talk about it in an episode. We'll talk about it on our social medias. Yes. Best way to talk to us, like, directly, social media is the way to get to D. Uh, Instagram specifically. I am awful at checking Twitter, even though I do make some top-tier tweets. Um, Sometimes, yes. It's a select few. Um, easiest way is on Instagram, but I do check Twitter every once in a while for those We should make a there. Discord. We could. I mean, I would have no problem with it. Does Do any of you know how to Discord? Yeah, if you know how to Discord, reach out to us on something that's not Discord. Yeah, and then, and then <laughs> if we get enough people, then we'll just set up the Discord. Yeah. And then, God, can could you imagine how cool that would be little, to just, like... Little group discussions. And I mean, Sunday we could night, even, we'll just be on the Discord. I mean, we could even sit on there, like, while just answer recording. questions all day Monday and shit. So. You know, like... Damn, that that's actually a pretty decent idea. Yeah. Like, will, I'll I'll be sure to make a section that's dick pics only. Yeah, of course. We we'll have the 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 Futunari porn in a separate section. <laughs> Butthole pics exclusively. Vor only in this section, please. <laughs> no. no. Uh-huh. Google all of those words if you're not familiar with them. Oh goodness. All right. Well, uh, yeah. <laughs> we should probably let's talk about the episode. Get into huh? it. Yeah. No, uh, I mean I'm not in any hurry or anything. I'm pretty sure. Hold on, one more thing. I ordered coffee. So that we could have a little pick me up. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. I'm pretty sure my cousin dropped it off. But I was like it was wearing a mask, so I'm like, wait, really? And it was a it was a Jason Voorhees mask. It wasn't like yeah. a, a COVID yeah. mask. Yeah. <laughs> it, it was yeah. It was a, a Wakanda Black Panther mask. <laughs> he was wearing a, a Captain America mask where it was like Captain America's full face. And helmet, all rubber. Yes. It was like one of those realistic Donald Trump masks. That's uh, what he was wearing yeah. when he delivered it. So I, I'm pretty <laughs> sure it was my cousin, but I don't. I didn't recognize the car, but I also have no idea what car he drives. And I have no idea who he is, so Fair I enough. didn't recognize him. But so then, like he, we did the contactless delivery. He got into his car, so I went out to pick it up, and he like looked at me, did a little wave. And then drove away. So I'm like, you know, you would expect if it was your cousin, they would be like, oh, hey. Why are you like that? But, no, hear me. No, he did that. I didn't do that. No, why did you, why did you open the door while they were still there? No, they were in their car. Nah, he's still in the vicinity. Even if it was your cousin, if it was someone else, the delivery driver. Leave him alone, man. Oh, I normally do. Weirdo. I normally You're like do. Peeking out the door. Yeah. Ah, thank you. Thank you. You fucking that. little goblin over here. Yeah. Thanks no. for the food. No, I, I hope I, I tipped enough. I don't normally do that. <laughs> but because it was my cousin, I was like, I got to do something. And he just did the little wave and drove away. And normally, yeah, you'd be like, you, you normally, you know, you would do <laughs> yeah, something simple. Yeah. But also, knowing my cousin, he wouldn't. 
he would just do the little wave and I don't leave. Know, I don't know why you didn't just text him. I, I was looking through my phone. I don't have his number. Why do you? Wow. I don't so, know. I have his sister's so, uh, number. My news, other cousin. I don't flash have on this episode. Uh, AJ doesn't care about his family. Yeah. Not enough to stay in contact with any of them. I mean, that. I checked his phone while he was harassing someone that he, oh, this is my cousin. Let me make up a story to talk about on this week's episode. <laughs> no, shut the fuck up. And uh, yeah, he actually doesn't have any of his family members in his hey, phone. Hey, you shut up. You see that poster right there? You do that and also his, know that that's from my other cousin, his sister. <laughs> his wife is saved in his phone as bed buddy. And I was like, what the fuck is it? <laughs> no, no, it's just a period. <laughs> dot. Yeah, dot. <laughs> oh, God. It's, so... it's personal privacy. I don't want people, I don't want to be doxxed. <laughs> so this week we're, we're popping back to 1971 and it's a Christmas episode. The, the roaring 70s. It's a fucking Christmas episode, Fuck you. man. So on Christmas Eve, everybody just shut this episode yeah, off. Really, uh, Christmas Eve, nineteen seventy-one. I'm sure a lot of you already know this story, but I don't give a shit. AJ already knows it, and basically retold it mixed with another story before we started. So the Lanza Flight five hundred eight was leaving from Lima, Peru, and headed to Iquitos. And Maria, yeah, Maria Kepke and her daughter were going to visit their husband or her husband Hans. Their husband, yeah, fucking hell. And he he was working in the rainforest as an ornithologist, which ornithology is basically like the study of everything bird. Like I would love to be an ornithologist. It would be so cool, right? So it's not just like, oh, hey, I know what the birds do, like their movement patterns, like where they like to live, like literally anything that has to do with a bird, Hans was about it. And they were heading out because Julianne, the daughter, had just graduated. Oh, no, no, that's how you chop spices. Yeah, Julianne. Herbs. That's <laughs> Julianne. Julianne, not Julianne. Oh, sorry. Uh so Julianne had graduated, and it was kind of like a, hey, we'll come out, we'll celebrate in the Amazon. Because, I mean, this family has, like, they are about the rainforest. So, in oh, fact, they're one of those So families. much so that uh, uh, birds are actually what brought Maria and Hans together. Uh, both of them had been studying zoology at the University of Kiel in Germany. And when they graduated in, like... 1949, they moved to Peru to study birds together, which is fucking, like, honestly, that would be the coolest shit in the world to just pack up and, hey, we're going to go study birds in the Amazon. I would be about that. Oh, yeah. I would just. That's where you get ayahuasca. Getting through school would be the toughest (laughs) part for me. No, it's not that hard. (laughs) I'm just tired. I I actually, I can't even read. My notes are really just a series of pictures. (laughs) Yeah, it's images. So that I remember. It's a type of hieroglyphics. (laughs) We call it deleglyphics. No, I'm actually blind, so I use Braille for most of my No, no, you use a series of pictures engraved in our table. I write in Braille. I have a little pin. (laughs) Beep, 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 beep. As I I write my notes. That's the easiest way. That's definitely the easiest way to do it. I wish. I have a chisel Can you imagine how fucking cool you're... I'm just... You know, they just have machines for that. No, I'm a purist. I'm a blind purist. Thank you you very much. Uh, I mean, you're one of those things. (laughs) (laughs) Jesus. Uh, So 
the Kepke family moves to Peru to study birds together. Uh, they they actually established this place called uh, Panguana, which is an Amazonian research center. So I mean, like these people give a shit. So it's yeah. nice. This is it's, I'm about it. You yeah. know what? Based on the history of this show, wholesome white people episodes are not common. No. So you better enjoy this, and it's because yeah. they're not from the United States. <laughs> yeah, really though, they're from AJ's favorite place, Germany. <laughs> Surprisingly, uh, my, a positive we, outlook on Germany episode. Yeah, yeah. it's where I, <laughs> w- would you say that Germany is where I hail from? Fuck you. Hail I, from? I should say a positive outlook on Germany without being a sympathetic look on Germany <laughs> in the mid-century. <laughs> oh, for the oh, first God. time on Pressure Points. Um, so, Maria worked alongside Hans and... They both did a lot of work with the Museum of Natural History in Lima, which is where Maria was before they flew out to go meet Hans. And, I mean, they they did a lot of work with, like, the Visitor Center as well. Hans William Kepke was his full name. Uh, he studied fauna and zoology, and uh, his kind of claim to fame... Uh, was that he had posted... He was an ex-Luftwaffe pilot. No, no. no luckily not in this one. Uh, he had published a 1,684-page, two-volume study, and it was titled Die Lebensinformen Grundlagen zu einer universally gutlegen Biolection Theory. I've never heard somebody speak with a German accent with a Scottish accent at the same time. That's impressive. Uh, So it's it's basically life forms the basis for a universally valid biological theory. So yeah, light reading. Yeah, yeah. I have this. I have that book next to my toilet. Simple book, as easy as reading the last what three Harry Potter books combined. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. No, no, that's way too difficult. Don't even. Don't even. (laughs) 1,700 pages. God damn. So, in 1954, uh, Marie and Hans had their daughter, Julianne, and she also shared an interest in zoology, which, surprise, surprise, when your parents are as passionate about something like this, it's not really a surprise. So, yeah. not surprise, not surprise. Do you hold your glass like this? No, I go up top. No. Why, why are you doing that? That's how you're supposed to hold it. No. So your hand doesn't no. warm it up. That's because you're small. You're a small person. <laughs> <laughs> it's because... Hey, don't, don't talk about that on this episode, how small I am. I'm blind and AJ has dwarfism. You heard it here first. How did you know? Uh, Thomas, <laughs> y- <laughs> confirm that. <laughs> yeah. Right. So, back to the flight. Sorry, sorry. Um... The the flight was supposed to be about an hour long between the two locations, and they ran into a thunderstorm. Ah, shit. Um, now, have you ever been on a plane in a thunderstorm? Fuck no. It, I hate airplanes. They're scary, but I also I, love, I love them. I love them. I love them, but I hate them. Mostly because the last time I was on one, <laughs> I learned how quick you can get drunk that high. You know? I didn't know that. Yeah. Huh. Apparently that's a thing. I don't actually know. I just know that I had I got one five dollar mini bottle and one two dollar can of Coke, <laughs> and I fucking drank half the Coke, poured the mini bottle in, drank the rest of the Coke. By the time we took Bada off, bing. and but honestly, I was nothing uh, beats drinking on a fucking plane. Oh my god, I when don't care knees, how expensive when it is. your knees are in your chest and your mm-hmm. shoulder and your like elbows are stabbing no, into your stomach. It's so great. I got drunk, 
uh, and then I was with my sister, and she was drinking too, and I was watching How It's Made. <laughs> of course you were. <laughs> Shut up. It's a good show. It's so good. I like it. And then there was a guy next to us who was just like a business guy, and he was super nice. How, how could you tell that he was a business guy? Because he was wearing business, not business casual. He, he was, was doing businessman things. Yes. No, he had like a nice shirt. He was dressed well. He was well kept. He was very comfortable on the airplane, you know, on <laughs> on the process, with the whole process yeah, of getting on, sense. you know, That's you're comfortable fair. with yeah, it. Yeah. And he was like, yeah, I fly all the time, and I don't remember. He said more. He said, like, oh, I worked uh, in this thing. And he goes, my sister was doing I'm most a of the talking. businessman, and I do businessman things. <laughs> yes. And that's all that AJ remembered of it. <laughs> no, well, at that point, the, the fucking mini bottle that I pounded was in. Hell yeah. Locked and loaded. So I just kept watching... How it's made, and it was super. It was super. It was a super like early flight. I think we flew out at like I don't fucking know, like four a.m. or something. Because it's cheap. I love those. Those are the best. So the lights on the airplane were all just dim. It was it was like an episode of the Twilight Zone, but not the one with William Shatner. I I have I had a flight from uh, Salt Lake City to JFK back in like JFK is dead. Two thousand seventeen. No, I flew to him. Um, and the row that I was on, I don't know if like people just didn't go on it, but it was a red eye and I had the whole row to myself, three seats. So I just laid down. I put the middle seatbelt over myself. So I was like, yeah, that way, I mean, they can't get after me, but yeah, I just, I just laid down across the three seats. Amazing. It was fantastic. Um, but I've, I've flown through a thunderstorm and it is, it's scary, but at the same time, I... I mean, for years, I've just kind of accepted, like, fucking death. I'm like, if I yeah, die, whatever. I die. Yeah, yeah fuck it. At least I no, won't, have to, at least I won't have to fucking go into work, right? Uh, yeah. So uh, a few years ago, I was flying with one of my friends to San Francisco, and we hit a thunderstorm. And, I mean, the turbulence is just bouncing like crazy. It feels like you're on a shitty roller coaster. But I was watching John Oliver on the Very little good. TV. Very good. And... Uh, he was watching nothing because he's just like white knuckles on the on the things. And he's just like looking over at me with like saucer eyeballs <laughs> and just like gritting his teeth. That was an alien. And he's Blank watching me. Eyeballs? I'm just like, <laughs> just laughing at John Oliver having a time of my life. And he's fucking dying over there. Wonderful. It sucks. It's fucking terrible. Especially because back then they didn't have you know, nice planes, and they didn't have TVs to distract yourself. Well, I'm, I'm guessing that she wasn't on a Boeing 747. Yeah, no, like, God, no. this is probably like a Cessna, <laughs> you know, like a, it's basically an aluminum can with an engine strapped to it. <laughs> really, though. It, got... it, oh, it, it's the plane from the book Hatchet. <laughs> <laughs> so it's going to go well. So, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, they hit this thunderstorm, and uh, they they didn't really want to land because, yeah, it's like an hour-long flight, which I've been on an hour-long flight, and it's you reach altitude, and then immediately after you start your descent. So they also didn't want to back things up because the holiday, like, I mean, it's Christmas Eve, so they're like, oh, we don't want to have a bunch of delays. Let's just get through this thunderstorm. We'll be good. And as they're flying through this thunderstorm, the clouds are getting darker and darker and darker until it's basically pitch black outside. Like, the clouds are so dark, they can't see anything. And 
Maria turns to her daughter and says, hey. <laughs> I'm not your real mom. Yeah, ho- hopefully this is going to be all right. And just after she said that, a bolt of lightning hits the right wing and just explodes the jet engine. Amazing. Yeah, great. So the right wing cracks off, flies into the fucking, like, just disappears into the clouds. Who needs it? Yeah, and the plane kind of starts a nosedive. Um Pieces of the plane are starting to crack off, breaking away. People are screaming, um, and parts so of the, parts of the cabin are starting to split off as well. So you'll just see like the front or like the back half of the plane just break away, and people are getting sucked out. Seats are flying everywhere, sucked off. Yeah, it's fucking like I cannot even imagine. Oh, no, that sounds horrible. How crazy that shit would be, and. Julianne gets separated from everybody as her seat is like just on the edge of where one of the cracks happens and her seat detaches and she flies out of the ship. Uh, and that's where she and begins that's where we're to gonna fall. End it yeah. today. She begins to fall 10,000. She's 10,000 feet up in the air. Her seat's spinning around in circles, just falling straight down. And, uh, I mean, when you're that fucking high up, like you're dead. You're so they're above the Amazon. Except you're dead. Every everything looks like little little broccoli trees. Like you're way two miles above above ground. That's fucking crazy. Um, so the spinning that's going on with Julianne's seat causes her to just fucking pass out, and. She passes out just before she tumbles through the the canopy of the the rainforest, lands, and over the next like day, basically like twenty hours, she's in and out of consciousness. Like she'll wake up and just she's fucking groggy and passes back out. And uh she finally wakes up the next morning. Her glasses one of her sandals is gone and she's nearsighted. So, you know, this is a great survival. Great. Wonderful. She's set up for success. Um, so since she can't find her glasses, she just is laying there and she's like, what the fuck? Like, what's the fucking point? <laughs> like, <laughs> God damn, dude. Um, so for the next few hours, she just kind of is, accepting her death she's like well you know this isn't gonna end well i mean i can't fucking see i have one shoe i'm in the amazon uh she did you are you gonna go into like how she survived that fall yeah i'll, I'll talk okay. about I, it because i was like that's my favorite part yeah it's so I'm, I'm, I'm excited um so let's see um so while she's laying there just kind of accepting her fate she takes in like how injured she is she has a torn acl a broken collarbone partially fractured shin a strained neck vertebrae one eye is swollen shut and she has a bunch of deep cuts on her arms and legs so she has taken a lot like she's taken a fucking beating however like like you were saying the survival from the fall like two miles up Somebody survives that fall. 
the biggest thing and the only way that she survived this is because the canopy basically cushions her fall as she falls through it. It's like a cartoon where they just bounce from tree limb to tree limb to tree limb on their way down. That's pretty much what happened to her <clears throat> is you figure, I don't even know how high up the canopy is, but it's it's not just like, oh, these are 30 foot tall trees. No, they're it's tall. These are hundreds of feet tall. And so, I mean, she's just slowly crashing through things, getting down to the bottom. And that's what helped her to survive this I'm, initial plane crash. I'm trying to remember. She didn't have like a part of the cabin around her. It's her strapped into a fucking yeah, I like, was gonna say the shitty seat. 1970s seat. She Her seatbelt kept her in the seat. Yeah, and I mean, on top of that, oh, you got to realize that this is also the time where everyone was hijacking planes. Planes were fucking the golden blowing age. up and shit. Yeah, the golden age of hijacking. Check that out back in uh, season three or That's four. That's a selfless. Yeah. Um, so, I mean... I highly doubt that these companies were putting a lot of money into manufacturing and safety protocols for something that was going to explode or go missing or being taken hostage. Um, so, yeah, like, it's fucking wild that she would survive it, but it makes so much sense. It's crazy. Yeah, it's it's the cartoon thing where yeah. you're just slowed down by little things over and over and over again. It actually worked. And, you know, the seat definitely kept her from just snapping her spine. Oh, yeah, just fucking folding in half backwards. Yeah. And, yeah, it was just crazy. Because normally nuts. you're just like, you put on the seatbelt so they can identify your body. Uh-huh. <laughs> like, so that you're there aren't just corpses washing up on the beach when there's an airplane crash. Jesus, it's so, wild. Yeah, that, that's my, my favorite thing was learning about that, where you're just, I mean, you know, you're going, you're so high up, that two miles up, you're going to reach that, oh, what's that called, the maximum velocity. Yeah. Where you're just not going to speed up anymore. Mm-hmm. And she's going in and out of it because the fucking pressure. Is oh, yeah. Drastically changing. And I mean, and then I she doubt she's had even really going to be able to traumatic brain injuries. Yeah. For, you know, that's probably why she was just in and out of it for Well, a all day. of the blood is probably rushed either to her head or away oh, from her, her head from because head. of the spinning. Mm-hmm. So she she kind of just realizes, look, this is this is do or die at this point. Like, I can either lay here with the ability to move or and like potentially survive or I just accept my fate and fucking give up, which is what I would do. Um, so... Oh, yeah. No, I, I would have... <laughs> yeah, no, I that. I would have like, woken I, up and then cut cut my wrist. I'd be done. I'd be done. <laughs> she wouldn't have had to do that. She has this huge cut on her arm. Um, oh, even easier. That's so efficiency. <laughs> right? So she realizes that her mother's seat is, like, close by. Because she's, she's gotten out of the seat. She's, like, crawling around in little circles, kind of, like, outward. And memorizing, like, where where the seat is and where she can go here and just listening for certain cues and finds her mom's seat. And she's like, okay, well maybe my mom is close by. So she starts calling out for Maria. No response. She is only hearing the sounds of the rainforest, which if you're interested, uh, I'll put a link below on we, what she was hearing. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, we and actually recorded you Sounds can, of the you Amazon. You can fall asleep to this YouTube video, Sounds of the Rainforest. Sounds of a thunderstorm rainforest. <laughs> um, so she's not getting a response from Maria at all. And she obviously can't see if like her mother's body is nearby or if it's 
like just fucking dead right in front of her. So luckily, um, because of how her parents are and because of how they understand everything works, she learned at a really young age how to deal with more or less surviving in the Amazon because you're just a kid. Like, you're a kid that's following your parents around. Your dad's doing research studies. Your mom is doing research studies. They're going to be like, hey, if you happen to wander off, this is how you'll make it out. <laughs> Don't fucking wander off. Yeah, so she knows how to deal with, like, poisonous snakes and spiders. They taught her how to navigate rough terrain, uh, follow the flow of water, how to make sure that the water is infested with piranhas before you walk into it. Very um, helpful. Crazy stuff that I would not even apply. I'd just, I'd be dead in, like, hours. Oh, yeah, easily. Um, ten minutes. So, I would give myself ten minutes. <laughs> right. So she's moving in these small circles outwards, and she actually finds a nice little Christmas present from, I don't know who, but a bag of candy. Jesus. Yeah, from from the Lord Jeebus Cripes. And the painting yeah. was still there. <laughs> the painting was still there. Uh, so she finds this little bag of candy, and she realizes I have to ration this as well as I can because I don't know how long I'm going to be out here. Like, she knows that she might be able to make it out, but Lord, like, you can't, in my situation, you can't just eat the whole bag of candy right there. Yeah, okay. <laughs> That's not going to stop you. No, I mean, I'm not, I'm not in a survival situation when I'm sitting in front of my computer, AJ. <laughs> okay, fair enough. <laughs> so... Over the next couple of days, um, she's slowly moving forward, uh, and what she would do is she would take her one sandal and she would toss it forward, and she would listen to see if like any snakes would jump at it or any predators would go to attack it. Oh, yeah, because she's near Yeah, she can't that fucking see anything, so she's tossing it forward, listening, doesn't hear anything. Okay, cool. If she hears something, then she waits it out. And I'd assume throws like a twig forward and just kind of hopes. Um, and she ends up finding like she can just hear in the distance, like a little babble of water, little. Sounds like macaroni. <laughs> yeah. Does your rivers not sound like macaroni? <laughs> You know, a babbling brook. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> um, so she hears this water running and she finds a little spring, which leads into a, uh, a more steady stream. And she follows that stream for, for a little bit until uh, she hears this just huge bird call. Like... And she recognizes it immediately because of her fucking parents. Uh, her she ornithologist notices, nerd yeah. parents. God, she notices that it's a king vulture. Now, of course. And she knows the name. And, in and her, it's very edible. In her mind, she's like, that means there are going to be bodies nearby. Either dead bodies, alive, something's nearby that that vulture is going to be going after. So... Let's see if I can find somebody else. Maybe somebody's trapped under wreckage, but more more heads are better than one. Whether they're alive or not. Yeah, more head is better than none. Oh. Um, so she heads over towards this king vulture, 
And as she gets closer, even though she's nearsighted, like it's obvious when you can see like wreckage from a ship. Yeah. Like she's and not completely blind. She can see like three bodies and she gets as close to them as she can without like fucking humping them, basically. And she said she knew that it was two men and a woman because the woman had nail had no nail polish on her toes. And then Those are little the two men out. were wearing like men's clothing. But she was like, I didn't look at anything like it would it was so indiscernible as to who or what they looked like because they fell two miles and they didn't have the the benefit of like safely falling through the canopy. Uh, and she just talks about how she was just paralyzed with fear. Like, fair enough. Like, you got to realize how one mortifying that is, but at the same time, you're like, I fucking survived this. Like, that could have been me. I'm fortunate as fuck, but, like, holy shit. Now I still have to survive. At the same time, who knows if this is my mom? Like, Yeah, I can't tell. Yeah, like, like, even if she were to get close, these people are just fucking destroyed. It's not like she can look at their face. Like, she can see okay, and, I mean, she could get close to the face, but that shit's completely destroyed she's not yeah. gonna know who it was regardless imagine falling two miles and then hitting your face <laughs> on your face yeah god no thanks um but yeah she she's just in awe that she managed to survive this so it has been 10 days at this point that she's been just slowly working her way through the amazon uh she's Getting to the point where she's starting to hallucinate because the cut in her, I think it's her right arm, in one of her arms, it's got like maggots in it. Like it's, she's in a bad fucking way. That sounds fantastic. Yeah, it's great. Can you imagine just. Yes. That's that's what maggots sound like when they're eating (laughs) through your flesh. Like macaroni. Yeah. Yeah. The forbidden macaroni. Like like a babbling brook, actually. It's the same sound. (laughs) Um, so, uh, while hallucinating, she sees this hut and she's like, oh my God, like that's probably not real, but in the off chance that it is, I'm going to go to it and goes inside. It, it's not really abandoned though. And she finds a, a can of gasoline and she Perfect takes it, self-immolation, huffs it, pops off the top. And she starts to clean out her wound with this gas to get these fucking maggots out I mean, that would kill the bugs. Yeah. Um, She cleans the maggots out and she goes, look, I'm just going to fucking stay here for the night. Like, this is not worth it for me to to continue because I already know that I'm losing it. And she can huff the gasoline, which will help with the hallucinations. Yeah, bada bing. (laughs) So uh, she stays the night and luckily the next morning... A couple of fishermen who frequent that hut discover her sleeping on the ground, and they both rape and murder her. And that's the end. no, no. <laughs> she, uh, they find her, and she's in a bad fucking way. And now she smells like gasoline. So they're like, "Let's get a bunch this girl of dead out of here." On the ground. Yeah. So they rush her to the nearest village, and then she gets taken to the hospital from there. 
She's reunited with her father. And after she recovers, her she and her dad just like set up so many search parties to go find her mom because she's like look if i made it somebody else somebody could. else could yeah um and three weeks later they discover her mom's remains um it's really fucking unfortunate and i cannot imagine how she would feel because they discovered that her mom was alive on impact she survived the crash but she was trapped and she couldn't move and so she just waited out and died because she couldn't get out. And I'm assuming, it, like, they probably found, like, her trying to pull herself or, like, lift Like, mm-hmm. that would be the worst fucking feeling. Like, knowing that you and your mom had similar situations, Ooh, but, but mom's she, was just yeah. more unfortunate. Yeah. Did you did you read a, about her hallucinations at all? Uh-uh. So that, that's the thing that when I was learning about the story that I kind of focused more on. But it was a while ago, so I can't remember it exactly. But she started hallucinating at one point that there was a person there. Oh, really? Yeah, and like like uh, they would always be just, just outside out of where of... she could see. Oh, Jesus. And she kept hallucinating that there was this person. And like... Just kind of leading her. Just Yeah, like she was almost following this that person, person sometimes. Jesus Fisherman. Christ. Oh, Jesus Christ, comma, fisherman. <laughs> Jesus Christ, fisherman. <laughs> no, but there, there was quite a few, like, hallucinations where, like, uh, I think related to some water or and some food Damn. that she was able to scavenge, she hallucinated that there was a person, went towards them, and then found some, uh, some drinkable water. That's crazy. Found some edible food, something like that. Like, it was... It was crazy. But I mean, it makes sense when you can't, like, you can't fucking see anything. It was Archangel Mick. Yeah, Archangel Mick. <laughs> God. So, she, like, you can't see anything. You're fucking blind, basically. Well, not as bad, but... Everything's blurry. Yeah, everything's blurry. You're fucked up. This would be horrible. She, she's out there for 11 days dude it took 11 days for her to be found she survived in the amazon and this is the ultimate proof that kids are bouncy yeah (laughs) yeah it's true yeah (laughs) they're made out of fucking rubber balls yeah (laughs) like um but yeah dude like i can't even fathom it would make sense just tripping out and thinking you're seeing something because you can't see anything. And she did just see dead bodies. Like, she's fucking traumatized. Oh, yeah. So she gets reunited with her father at the hospital. And uh, like I said, they find her mom three weeks later. And she obviously, like, she uh, she gets back into, us, back into school for college and everything. But... The issue is that she would get out of her classes and she would just be swarmed by reporters because this is huge. Asshole. This is an enormous story. And reporters are like, oh, my God, the girl who survived in the Amazon. Ten dollars an yeah. interview. Come on. Pay up. Yeah, really, though. So she's getting this daily. And I mean, it's just a constant reminder of, hey, you survived and your mom didn't. Yeah. You survived and your mom didn't. How do you feel about the fact that you both survived impact, but she was yeah, stuck but and she's dead? Her. Yeah. So her dad has a fucking panic attack out there. And he's like, we can't do this anymore. And he says, we need to go back to Germany. So they pack up. They move back to Germany. Uh, 
he he starts teaching i think it's at the the same university that he graduated from but he starts teaching out there zoology um she actually goes into zoology and she over the last like 20 years <laughs> she goes into airplane safety yeah, she goes into airplane safety uh <laughs> jesus so over the last 20 years she's actually worked to grow the uh Panguana or however you say it uh, research center and she's made it so that instead of it only being 460 acres it's like 1700 now she's grown it like like almost four times the size of what it was Um, and in 2011 she worked with the Peruvian government and was able to make the area a protected reserve so I mean Fucking cool as hell. Hell yeah. But yeah, so she managed to make it out, and she didn't eat any bats while she was in there. Damn. Props to her, yeah. I mean, yeah, props to her. (laughs) Jesus. Oh, man. Now, I love, I love, well, one, the the survival stories that you do. Thank you. And two, this specific survival story. It's so wild. I fucking love this one. Like, the odds odds are so heavily stacked against you in the Amazon. Every moment for her, it was tenfold, like, worse than an average person. And, I mean, she would would talk about just having, like, flies swarm her face and, like, bees, but they're bees that don't, like, sting or anything. It's just a bunch of wasps and Yeah, and they would, like, go up her nose and in her ear and in her mouth. She's like, there were times where it just felt like I couldn't breathe with them and you're getting hit by mosquitoes. Like, the Amazon is a very non-forgiving place. She lost multiple days. It's fucking wild. Just doesn't remember. Yeah. An an entire, you know, day and a half. Just gone. Yeah, I'm sure. And then she's conscious for a couple hours, and then she's gone for another day. Like, she lost (laughs) a lot of time. It's crazy. It's fantastic. Yeah, fucking cool, though. But you gotta go watch the super bowel. Yeah, I gotta go make a super bowel. (laughs) Same. Dinner. Um, Oh. But yeah, so you got the Patreon pulled up? Yeah, but my stock photography website is up first. Oh, no worries. Um, yes. Oh. Okay. What? Uh, huge shout out to... <clears throat> I'm going to talk about that. What? I'm going to talk about that. Oh, okay. Cool. Yeah, then never mind. Okay, good. <clears throat> I would like to start this by announcing that we have our first chairperson of the PP. We do, yes. That is the top tier in Patreon. Yeah, holy shit. And let me just... Just in case he doesn't know, you will get every three months a piece of merch for your first year as long as you stay with us. He, he talked to me about it the other day. Which we probably need to update Yeah. to the newer stuff because it's been a while. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Remind me to uh, remind me to tell you to do that. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, but yeah, seriously, thank you oh, so fucking much. Yeah. It, it's... It's kind of unfathomable for uh, AJ and I. Oh, entirely. So, uh, thank you, Minnie D. Minnie D. Donnell? Donnell. Minnie, Minnie D. D. Donnell. Minnie D. Donnell. Perfect. Yeah. You are the chairperson <laughs> of the PP. <laughs> the PP chairperson. I forgot that I named it that. The PP chairperson of the week. <laughs> All right. And then, of course. Abby, AJ's third nut, Lindo, D's nuts, Norick Thunder, uh, Toddle and Waddle, 
stop changing your name. <laughs> Dark Runner, Haley, and Casey McFacey. Uh, thank you guys so much. You oh, really appreciate it. Crazy. Like, yeah, this is going to be, I've, I'm already planning the funds from the chairperson. I know. God. This is, this is for stickers and giveaways and mailing shit out and just going to help us go, go a step just further. Just take things a step further. Yeah. It's, oh, we oh, can't, yeah. like, honestly, it, fantastic it is amazing to have you guys supporting us it's it i'm honestly like fucking two years ago never would have thought that we'd be getting to this point so thank you guys um and to those of you who aren't patreons thank you yeah or patrons not patreons (laughs) thank you too like you have like taken this to a level that we really didn't think that we would be at oh yeah so we truly, truly appreciate everybody's support. Tell always, your always <laughs> find like feel free to reach out on Instagram, Twitter, Patreon. You don't have to pay to talk to us yet. Yeah, absolutely. Um, <laughs> we we both have notifications set up. We'll find it. We'll see it. We'll talk to you. And uh, yeah, reach out if you would like stickers. Um, reach out if you have like show ideas or suggestions on movies or music or anything let us know reach out all the time we love it and uh oh uh whoever this month has been listening from ireland reach out hello hello we'd love to talk to you because i i like to i look at like each month or each week where we are and whenever Uh a new one pops up i like to mention it like you remember last year or the year before we're like somebody is somebody in Norway is listening to us and yeah. thank you and now now we, we have, have contact out yeah there, so. Nordic Thunder who's fantastic amazing and always gives us awesome ideas basically ran our entire last season at least <laughs> yeah, my episodes yeah, yeah single handedly yeah basically so you know if you're in Ireland and you want to say hi because <laughs> somebody somebody's out there I swear yeah. Sorry to derail you. I no, just no, saw no, that. no, you're Get good. It? Derail you. Derail me. That's why we call him D. Rail D me. No. Um, but yeah, always reach out with any questions or whatever. We, we're here for you. So uh, we'll catch you guys next Monday. <laughs>